everybody in the world to the Michael the Pre-Variety Hour uh, in every podcast provider in the world. Stop it. <laughs> that was a cool effect that I was doing there on the yeah, microphone. Really cool. <laughs> you don't even have headphones on and you know it's cool. <laughs> You're like your own <laughs> Leslie speaker. It yeah. just looks cool to you. <laughs> in real life it just... Oh, you had an effect on it. Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's just... It sounds like a car going by when I'm talking. <laughs> Off to a good start of this podcast. <laughs> Today's date, uh, at the time of the release of this episode, is April, no, April, <laughs> February 10th, uh, and which means we are four days away from the most romantic day of the year, uh, and it is also my uh, four, actually three days away from my first time being on an airplane uh, at, at age 27, <laughs> very good. which is very Sweet exciting, man. going to Kansas City, yeah, baby. What hey, the heck, hey. microphone, why are you doing this to me? Stop it. Stop it. The there we go. I fixed it. Ribs. They okay. fixed. Yeah, I'm very excited for the barbecue at Kansas City. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go visit my father-in-law. He's uh, on work assignment there. Um, so I'm very excited. We, you know, we usually, when we go visit, we take road trips and we like to drive. But it's just too dang long away, to, if for, especially for a long weekend. That, that would just be a day to get there and a day back. And it's just a waste. Just take a freaking plane, friend. That's what I told myself, and I did, and I will. Yeah, get some pretzels. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. Very, yeah, ooh. No do, peanuts. Do they, they don't do, do those. They don't do peanuts anymore? Oh, no. Allergen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Man, back in the day, you used to be able to pound back some nuts while smoking a cigarette <laughs> on the plane, and now all these PC cultures are, are taking away my freedoms and my uh, sweet, salty nuts. You didn't pinch the stewardess, did you? I did, oh. and she thanked me for it back in the day. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> bring but me a pillow. Now, <laughs> bring me my dang pillow. It's time for my nap. <laughs> this microphone's going to be a curse upon me if this entire episode, I can already tell. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you've never listened to the Michael the Radio, that was a joke, by the way, guys, about pinching <laughs> stewardesses in case you're, you're slow on the update. <laughs> <laughs> If you've never listened to the Mike of the Free Variety Hour before, it is an art showcasing comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors. I said sculptors again, but we still haven't had one and nobody has reached out to me and I'm getting pissed. We haven't had a sculptor on the show yet. Does anyone know a sculptor? Yep, but not mm. one that's practicing. <clears throat> mm. I know one, but he's like 65 years old. Maybe he'll do it. I don't know. Do I have to accept the fact that people don't sculpt anymore? Is this just, is this a part of life? No, you don't. I don't? You keep fighting that fight. I actually I, met this really cool sculptor the other day. He's incredible, actually. He's really dope. I forgot what his name is, though. I'm sorry, but thanks, Dave. Very good. I needed that. <laughs> I needed that. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm here for you. <sighs> Shake it off, Michael. Shake it off. It is also the world's only mandatory podcast, so welcome back, everybody in the world. Woo, woo, woo. And if you're not listening to this, return yourself into the proper authorities for sentencing. Uh we have a great show for you guys today. Later on, we'll be playing a, a very fun game, a trivia game that you're not going to want to miss uh, about Greek gods. Uh, so Ooh. don't miss that. Uh, also, 
Uh, later on, we'll be joined by Walter Lousy, who just wants to take a nap, but he can't take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, we are joined by uh, one of the cooler bands I feel like I've had on in a while. Uh, yeah, they did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a very unique experience listening to, to their music and, and watching. Uh, just very beautiful music. It's great music to listen to when you're stressed out. Uh, or when you're at work and you're stressed out <laughs> and you just need something to make you feel better. Uh, they are Asclepius. Did I get it right? Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I practiced. Sweet. <laughs> they are Justin, Matt, and Dave of Asclepius. Welcome. Thank, Welcome. thank you. Thanks for having us. Did I yeah. pronounce any of your names wrong? Because that would be embarrassing. You got Dave right. That's a tough Good. one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, you guys have pretty easy one. No, Justin, that's a two-syllable name, so that's a little difficult. Yeah. I just call you Jess. You can call me Jay. No. Oh, don't call me Just. <laughs> <laughs> can I call you Tin? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Tin. Great. I'm going to start calling me that. <laughs> but not Tin Tin. That's so, No, yeah. not Rin Tin Tin. Uh, so let's go around the table. Uh, say who you are, uh, what you do in the band. Mm. Uh, and if you were a doctor and your son came in with a severe ish- uh, medical issue uh, and uh, or... And at the same time, a stranger came in with a severe medical issue, and you only had time to serve one, and the person that you don't pick explodes from the inside with cotton candy, and you and whoever you did serve uh, get to eat the cotton candy. <laughs> Which one do you pick? It's a lot to consider. Let's start with this <laughs> side of the table. Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Justin. I am the key player, so I play piano, and I play synth. My synth is kind of... It's a little out of commission right now, but I'm getting it fixed up. But I also what happened? It's got this like the the it's power source like it's has this weird janky part where sometimes like it gets really loose, so like it oh, doesn't stay feeling. on all the, <laughs> it doesn't stay on all the time. <laughs> yeah. So we soldered it a couple of times, but I got to resolder it. I'm just gonna get a new part and right. do some do some uh, some engineering in there. So I to get in it you. to get it back in action. I think, you what, I think you have what it takes yeah. to make it happen. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you. All right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so if you had a son and uh, and also a stranger and you were a doctor and you had to decide the moral quandary, do I save my son? But there's also always uh, there's the, the emotions that come into it that could affect your performance as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Or do you uh, help the stranger, but in the, the same time you're uh, effectively killing your son because whoever doesn't get operated on explodes with cotton candy. Delicious, delicious cotton candy. Uh... See, I'm going to go with my son on okay. this one. All right, all right. And uh, just because I would love to, you know, eat the innard cotton candy of a stranger with my my son. I feel like that'd You're be a great... boy. Yeah, it'd be a great bodying experience. It's, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, like some cool, like, candy cannibalism kind of thing that I yeah. like. And maybe it's like a situation like... Who's the dude in the Bible that God's like, you should kill your son, and then like you're about to do it, and then it's like, whoa, wait a second, you dude. Must Abraham kill and your Isaac. son. Is it Abraham? Yeah, Abraham. You must kill your son. Who's the son that dies? Uh, Isaac, but he doesn't die. I, he doesn't Isaac. die because God's like, sight, yeah. dude, what are you doing? I got a sixth sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm God. Well, he was going to do it, so it means he's a good little, he's a little, good little baby. He's a good little baby. Yeah, Great. so that's what I'd probably go with. Right. You know, got to keep it, got to do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have. Uh, I'm Dave. I play the bass in the band. Bass uh, guitar. Yes, bass guitar. Whoa. Yep. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. You got it. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know. You have any other questions about that, or do you want to talk about my son? Um, what's the best thing about catching a rhythm? Uh, it's very meditative. Um, Heck yeah. It definitely is a thing that uh, I don't know. Like time goes away, the room goes away. Uh, it's just kind of like a pulse of life that you know. Uh, Every friend felt a romantic connection with the rhythm. Oh, <laughs> oh, we sway. We sway. Yes. We dance, we make love. Awesome. With the rhythm. Yes. Okay, now, uh, if you were a doctor, uh, for example, he- hear me out, uh, and your son came in and needed medical ex- treatment, and a stranger came in and needed medical treatment, uh, who do you pick and whoever dies uh, exposed with cotton candy that you can enjoy? Um, I mean, being uh, ultimately responsible uh, for my child's well-being, I think I'd have to say that I'd save uh, my child. Mm. Um, it's just a higher responsibility. I think that mm-hmm. that person would not have anybody else mm-hmm. to look after them. Um, so, you know, two tracks on a railroad there. I think that's the right switch to pull. What flavor cotton candy do you hope that the person you murdered tastes like? <laughs> Does cotton candy have a flavor? Or do you just call oh, by a color? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, there's cotton candy color. Uh, there's cotton, pink cotton candy that you think of when you think cotton candy, but there's there's lime cotton candy, there's gross. watermelon, strawberry. Would you say gross to lime? I don't, know, I don't know. I'd be into that. Okay. Lime cotton candy? I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably Zesty. not as good as just cotton candy. I mean, to be fair, cotton candy is probably going to be your best choice, but not everyone likes it. I think cotton candy is kind of a cherry flavor, isn't it? Kind of, it's like a... Bubblegum, maybe? It's a bit more bubblegum. I Blue feel like raspberry? I've had cherry, car- cherry <clears throat> cotton candy before. That would be good. Mm. What anyway, what flavor? my tongue a funny color. So that would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be hilarious. That's a nice choice. Thank you. <laughs> and it's not red, <laughs> which would uh, imply that it's blood from the person that you killed. Uh, well, I didn't kill them. They died. Uh, you neglected Spontaneously them. Spontaneously combusted. Good point. <laughs> you neglected them. <laughs> you also could have flipped a coin, and that would have helped. But, the, you know, you got to protect your kids. You got to do it for into the kids. This, man. Very true. <laughs> Very true. He might ask you to kill your son. <laughs> and then, and then when you're about to do it. And there's cotton candy He's everywhere. like, never mind. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but if you don't eat, oh, you can have two cotton candies if you don't save either of them. Exactly. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> uh, and last, nice and uh, hopefully not least, we have. Oh, hi, I'm Matt. I play drums. Ooh, yeah. And uh, what about you? What would you do? Um, I'm going to throw a curveball here Uh-oh. and kind of say that I would go for weight, so like if my son weighed more than the stranger, <laughs> I'm just kind of going for a max amount of volume of cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, excellent. No, excellent. Uh, no moral way in there. Just going for a profit. Uh, that is pragmatic. That is pragmatic. I very much respect that. Uh, I feel like you and I would get along, uh, especially when it comes to consuming sweets. Thank you. Perfect. Well, great. We have a good uh, we have a good balance here. I feel we have two people who care deeply about their sons, but not others, and someone who just wants some damn cotton candy. <laughs> That's not fair. You guys, I'm sure if you guys were to, uh, you know, had an opportunity to save a stranger, you would. But just as long as it's not your boy, your little boy, you throw baseballs around with, you know. Yeah, and yeah, who that's better what we to do? Eat, who, Love throwing who, baseballs. baseballs. <laughs> who better to eat cotton candy with than your boy? Yeah. Right, your little, your little, your little, your little pup. Yeah, snuggle up Human with the Golden Girls. That's about yeah, I can't eat candy with yeah. a stranger. That's just a bad idea. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what my mom told me. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how this freaking group got together. Uh, so how long? So you, uh, you two, Matt and Justin, you've been making music together for a while. Yeah, you've been a, a duo. Yeah. Yes. How? When did you guys first meet? We met in like what, like fifth, seventh, fifth grade, sixth, or something sixth, like that. Seventh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Sixth grade. Because we were both percussionists in school bands, so we went to different elementary schools, but we met at the band concerts because we were both in the same section. And I think the first time we, like, really hung out, like, Matt came over to my house, we were, like, riding bikes, and he came over, and then uh, he, we were in my house, and he was, like, eating a bunch of, like, just spoonfuls of sugar. What? <laughs> and then uh, we went... And Straight we, out of the bag? Yeah. Straight like, out of the my, jar, dude. Yeah, my mom has this, like, sugar jar uh-huh. next to the coffee maker, and he was just eating the sugar. And Don't then, judge uh, me. He start, we started jumping on the trampoline. Hey, and, uh, you're a man who knows what he wants. We had a we had a great time. <laughs> he wants so to far, your candy. character is consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've been making music since then. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, this Asclepius, we've been making music since like 2016. Mm-hmm. As that formation, we were in. We've had other groups like we were in high school. We were in a band called Paint Arcade Peep Show. And then paint we, paint arcade peep show penny arcade penny arcade peep, peep show. show that was a pretty fun one yeah <laughs> that's a good name yeah and some of the songs that we played in that group actually got reworked and translated into songs that are off of our uh, first EP oh awesome yeah, uh, yeah so we've been a band for like ten years yeah kind of um, yes. <laughs> so and uh, then you added Dave uh, it was in 2018 that you guys added Dave 17 2017 I think it was it yeah no, it was, it, was 17. it would have been 18. Because I moved back here in 17, and then it was like a year later. Yeah, because the first show we played was that one at uh, New, New Dodge, Dodge yeah. in April. Bef- yeah. Oh, it was, it was June. It was June? Oh, yeah, because it was right before I left. Yeah. Yeah. I so, was wearing a t-shirt, so it was one. What, <laughs> what kind of influence you guys to turn to make, because it's an ambient kind of post-rock jazz, uh, totally instrumental. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really awesome stuff. But like, is Thank this you. the kind of music that you've always been making, uh, even in those past groups, or uh, what kind of form made this your your new project? Um, I feel like it's a it's akin and similar to like some of the stuff we were making in the past, but maybe uh, it's more into the I don't know. It's like we've kind of gotten more of like an ethereal aspect before we were kind of trying to do like more prog rocky stuff yeah but now it's a little like more loose and laid back Mm -hmm. more like open space yeah even though it sounds a little chaotic it's like there's still some breathing room yeah because also when we were playing with the penny arcade peep show group we also had a guitarist and we also had a bassist and a guitarist but like i feel like that guitar like added a different element to it to make it more kind of proggy yeah more like that rock element yeah the ambience this has way more that jazz yeah feel uh to me yeah and then we were in this group in college like it wasn't like a real thing it was kind of like a fun friend band but it was was called it was (laughs) was we (laughs) call ourselves like spooky kabuki and i feel like That group kind of like was the precursor, like it was that was like the bridge between Penny Arcade Peep Show in a way and the Asclepius project. So I don't know, there's something about that, but um, I don't know. I just feel like also, I think maybe I, I got a different synthesizer, and the synthesizer that I got was like way has way more cooler sounds on it. So I think that maybe it was just begging to be made to, to go in this direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and yeah. what about bringing Dave on? Uh, so you guys created, uh, you guys started as your duo. 
Um, what what kind of uh, prompted you to to bring on the very sexy Dave here? Uh, ba- uh, uh, I mean, bass. look at him first off. Well, yeah, that's true. You need <laughs> I got some a eye face for radio right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the thing was like we were very rhythmic heavy. I mean, so like the way I play piano is kind of very rhythmic in and of itself. And then I mean, Matt just is like going wild on the drums all the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like the bass was just like made sense like you need to have a, the trio the jazz trio piano yeah. drums bass it's just yeah. like it is written it is just the thing it to is do written. yeah and i feel like um it was like the glue almost that like pieced everything together cuz when we recorded the first ep it was kind of like it kind of felt like there was just something more that needed to be added and it's just natural that it was like the low end the yeah. bass you need that rhythm yeah, yeah. yeah. rhythm. As, as somebody who uh, was given the EP uh, before, you know, even coming over to like jam or whatever, uh, you know, and, and listening to it, it's like, I mean, I could tell the layering that Justin had to do um, in order to provide a low end and therefore, you know, a tonal center and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, so now I do that instead of Justin having to do it, which basically frees him up to do a lot of other stuff, you know. Um, basically kind of, I think, changing his responsibility within the music, Mm -hmm. you know, and then at the same time, that means that I'm actively having a conversation with Matt, who is a very active drummer, um, which allows uh, the two of us as a rhythm section to also be expansive within the sound. And, um, you know, in the sense that jazz is about being in the moment and not necessarily uh, playing a rote piece of music that, you know, we, we can then be very fluid and dynamic in that way. So how do you guys approach uh, songwriting? Because I know a lot of jazz is born out of improvisation and and just kind of jamming it out. Um, how do you uh, how do you guys approach that? What parts are written? How and how does that collaboration look? I think we just come with small ideas and then just try to make them as big as we can. And it's just yeah. a process of you know working through it and not necessarily. I mean, sometimes I think that there's an internal idea of where something should go, but then we just still remember to hash it out as a group and uh, let it go to its best possible place. Yeah. Because I also use, I think what changes the sound of this band too is like I've been using, I started using a loop pedal when this band started. Mm -hmm. So like having to write music based off loops kind of has, it gives you a certain lane in your uh, music writing. So I think like, just having like building a loop, whether through improvise or like there's a little riff that I wrote that I could loop, like it kind of helps to steer the course of building <coughs> something. Like talk about sculpting, I feel like sometimes we just jam and there's like this massive s- bulk of sound that we create and then it's like, well, this part was cool and this part was cool. So we take the things out that like work and we kind of chisel something away <clears throat> from a little bass riff or a little drum like riff or a little piano thing that I wrote and then it just kind of it naturally evolves from itself as opposed to trying to force it into something. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so the name uh, Asclepius uh, comes from the uh, Greek god of medicine, right? Um, yes. How does this, uh, how did this kind because of, I, like I mentioned, like your music is very, it's like stress relief. Like, yeah. uh, and I've noticed that, uh, you know, a com- common motif I've seen in just, uh, the way that you guys write about your music is just a, it's healing. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of came first, the chicken or the egg? The name Asclepius and kind of did that inform inform the direction of the band, or did uh, you kind of did that kind of come naturally from just the music that you were making? 
Um, so I, I feel like it's almost like the chicken and the egg at the same time. I was going to say oh, that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to say because... Put that baby in an omelet. With the baby in an omelet. <laughs> some kind of candy on top, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, sweet, but, sweet uh, omelet. Yeah, but it was interesting because, like, I, moved, I went to Michigan State, and Matt was up there with Michigan State, too, and we moved back around, like, the same time, 2015, 2016, and we talked about reforming a project, and I've always wanted to name, like... I'm a I write poetry too, so I'm like kind of a mythology nerd by proxy and You're gonna be good at this game later. <laughs> yeah, sweet. And then uh I really like Dionysus. And at that time I feel like we were very much in a Dionysus state of mind, you know? And but it's a bunch of Jay Z song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z. Tin Tinzy. That's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh but uh <laughs> So I, I wanted to name it Dionysus, but there's already other projects named Dionysus, and I wanted to think of another Greek god that maybe was uh, a little bit not as obscure, but like that there wasn't another yeah. name, somebody named after them already. So I settled on Asclepius because also at that point in my life, I was like, I'm dedicated to my own like healing and recovery in life and trying to, you know, like as I'm going into my adult life, like, you know, I want to be on better habits. So I felt like putting that energy into it and kind of trying to make music that was ethereal and healing and meditative and i'm also kind of like a hippy dippy metaphysical person so i'm always like meditation and like healing music and you know all that kind of peace love bullshit so (laughs) (laughs) it kind of like just was a natural progression and i also do some other weird stuff outside of the band that involves music and healing so it just kind of informed itself in that sense and then thankfully everybody was on board with my weird idea and my weird name that I wanted to name the band. <laughs> well, I think it worked out. Cool. Um, and so you guys have a new album that you're working on. Uh, it seems like it's pretty, pretty close to being done. Yeah. 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 Um, and so uh, that was the, your debut EP uh, that you made was before you brought Dave onto the band, right? Correct. Um, so how does this new album, you know, with that being an element, uh, how how did you kind of approach this uh, versus that original debut EP? I don't know if we really approached it any differently. You really? were just you were just there along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably sense, had like one, maybe like half a song or something, kind of by the time you came on, that we that we're using on the second EP. So really, we like wrote everything. Yeah, together. basically, I guess the timing just worked out like that. Yeah, and I, I guess maybe there's a serendipity to that, but um, you know, I I just felt right at home within the band, like right away. Um, from the first time that we like just got together in the basement and jammed, and then um, <laughs> I had to learn how to play in off time signatures, uh, which was interesting, and I was just like freaking out a little bit because it's like, oh my, I'm just like in over my head right now. And then, you know, it just started clicking, and then we ended up with, uh, you know, some pretty interesting music, and um, just worked it all out together. Awesome. So, I mean, yeah. I guess in in that sense, the the approach is uh, just kind of humble and honest, maybe. Ooh, yeah. yeah, and that it just—if that's a simple message to have—that we we found it. Yeah. So, uh, what is this new album called? Um, I think we haven't decided totally, but I was thinking that it would be so called something like "Relative to a Mood," mm. because it uses a lot of different like relative chords and chord progressions inside of it, and also each of the songs is like we are very a vibey band, so there's like our music is mood music, like you're saying. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of fitting to that, and uh, I feel like the music itself is kind of. Where the first EP foreshadows the past was more ethereal and dreamy and kind of cinematic. Yes. I think this new one is much more like upbeat and happy and kind of like driving. You know, it's definitely the tempos are up and the bass adds this drive to it. And I feel like 
because right now the world is kind of in a dark and fucked up place. Mm-hmm. I feel like releasing some like music that is relative to a mood that is happy and uplifting is something that is medicinal and I think it's a fitting it's a fitting name that but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe just to kind of jump on that a little bit more, I think one of the reasons that we chose the two pieces of music that uh we're gonna <clears throat> play uh today was that each of those songs um has a section that, you know, I think we we all agree um just as a pure sonic expression of joy. Awesome. You know, and I think that the response to where the world's at right now that, you know, I mean, if there's anything that we can do about it, you know, it's just like, at least we tried this. Um, So. Yeah. I mean, one of the songs is called Jubilation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what is this uh, first song that you guys will be showing us called? Oh, Jubilation. Jubilation. Perfect timing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So so this one's about just the the feeling of happiness and excitement anything else you'd like to say about this one yeah so i guess there's like <clears throat> since we don't <clears throat> have lyrics we want like the the song titles and the the song the album title to kind of tell a story in and of itself yeah and when we release it actually we're going to release it in a zine with some poetry that i wrote to kind of like fill in a narrative but the idea is like the song is going to the ep is going to be jubilation the next song would be called Exalted. The next song would be called Metamorphosis. And the next, the last song would be Ascension. So it's kind of like you start in this jubilated state in your happiness, and that brings you to an exalted state, a higher state. And then when you're in that higher state, you metamorphosize, and then you ascend to these other uh, ethereal celestial realms. So I guess that's kind of why it's ju- – and it just it, – the song is just – Yeah. It's just Upbeat. jubilant. Yeah. yeah, it just feels very fitting. Yeah. Awesome. I think, uh, you know, like that's – we're we're definitely playing around with uh, certain like kind of religious and spiritual you know motifs. <clears throat> um, so in terms of like a, an album, right, like a concise release of um, a collection of of uh, songs, you know that um, we definitely wanted. And you know the music came first, and then we kind of you know assigned our meaning to it. Obviously, I think anybody with instrumental music can kind of you know place their own markers on it. But um, you know that yeah, uh, jubilation, right? You know it's just. Just, like, get out there, live, like, feel it. Live that dang life. Yeah. Ode to jubilation. All right, awesome. Here's Asclepius with jubilation.
yeah, baby, jubilant as sin. <laughs> cool. <laughs> jubilant as can be. Uh, we are now joining, uh, bringing on our next guest. Uh, he is a uh, just trying to take a nap on his hammock, uh, mm. and his neighbor kid just simply will not let him. Uh, please welcome nice Walter Lousy. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for thanks so much for being on the mm. show, Walter. Uh, you seem very tight. Your eye, you got the you got the rings under your eyes. Well, to be honest, I'm not great right now, Michael. No, I'm pissed the hell off. <laughs> Why is that? Well, it, it's just that I get one day off a week, and I want to spend it on my porch, on my hammock, taking a rest, and my neighbor boy won't let me do it. <laughs> why don't you sleep in your bed? What do you mean? Why won't I sleep in my bed? Because my wife is large and she can barely move. Oh, that's not very nice. Well, it's the truth of it. It's just the truth of it, and I love her, and she needs her space, and so I gotta find other places with which to to sleep. And you do. You've shown me the picture of your hammock. You showed me several pictures of it before we started the podcast. Oh boy, it's a a nice hammock. I love my hammock. It is my prized possession. Yeah, where did you get it from? I got it from my tour of duty. Your tour of duty, yes. You're like uh, in the the military. Yes, I was involved in the United States invasion of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, <laughs> spicy! You 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 took the the uh, the uh, hammock from, uh, assumedly, uh, someone from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it was a gift that I bought at a gift shop. Oh, okay, good. Yes, cool. you mm. bought you bought an entire hammock. Is it so? It is. It's one of those. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I know the answer to this, but you tie it to the trees. It's not one of the ones that you, just for the audience's sake, it's not one of the steel ones that you just kind of hang up. You, you've got two big oak trees mm-hmm. in your yard. My prize trees. <laughs> what? Those are prized trees? They're prized. <laughs> Do they, have they won awards? They have won Neighborhood Beautification Awards. Wow. <laughs> from the association. Oh, what the the neighborhood association? The neighborhood association. Yes. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, so you you set up your hammock, mm. um, and so what what's usually the process? You 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 set up the hammock. You you, you lay down in it. What happens? Well, usually I bring the Sunday papers, mm-hmm. the funnies, the funny stuff. I read a couple Lockhorns, and I fall asleep with a paper on my face. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That sounds like a great Sunday. Mm-hmm. Especially, the kid keeps him up. Oh, yeah, the kid. <laughs> God damn it, that little devil. <laughs> yeah, so what happens? You're sleeping? I'm you sleeping. You got the newspaper on your face. I've been working six days And this straight. is in your backyard. In my back. Well, yeah. Sometimes I put it. I got two oak trees in my front yard and two oak trees in my backyard. <laughs> you gotta have them. To try to keep that kid on his toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tactical plantings. So just recently, <laughs> I just start sawing logs. I drift off to sleep. Uh-huh. It is a nice day. Bluebirds yep. are singing. Mr. Sandman has plucked your eyebrows. Mr. Sandman has done a whole mani-pedi on me. <laughs> <laughs> and there I am, drifting off in dreamland. Uh-huh. I'm about to be making out with Bridget Bardot. Oh. Mm, what a fox. Hey, you and have then, a wife. I all of a sudden, I'm Bridget Bardot now or Bridget Bardot <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm jerked out of my sleep uh-huh. by something whacking me in the head. I like look up, 
It's a full beehive. <laughs> oh, no. With a bunch of mad bees. Where did this come from? How could this happen? I make sure my oak trees are meticulously picked clean of any hives. Yeah. So where did this come from? I look over across the street and I see Max Buckle, 11-year-old terror, with a giant slingshot. Laughing his ass. He slingshotted a beehive at you? He slingshotted a beehive at me. Let's break his knees. Oh my god. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's okay, man. It's all right. It was every dream I've had since then. Bridget Bardo won't talk to me. Oh. It was a violent awakening. Yeah. I'm not happy with it, and now I gotta go back to work the next day with zero sleep. And a bunch of bee stings. Yeah. Bunch of. Ow. I gotta rub all these ointments on me. <laughs> is it always a beehive, or is that just a, for for instance? It's a new thing every time. Oh, okay. The kid just is a is a mastermind in torture. Basically, a eleven <laughs> year old Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> oh. So, uh, you, uh, did you ever try to talk to his parents? I've tried to talk to his parents. Diane does a good job of pretending she's going to give him a talking to Uh every time I rap on their door and tell him he needs to be given a time out. Mm -hmm. But, alas, (laughs) come nap time, a new... Tribulation happens to me. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the other day, I was trying to make my favorite snack. A toasted piece of wheat bread with marmalade on it. That's your favorite snack? <laughs> it's my favorite snack. That does sound okay. That sounds pretty good, actually. What kind I'm of marmalade? Judge Orange? Orange marmalade. Like Paddington Bear. Like Paddington Bear, yeah. And I'm... So I toast the bread to perfection, mind you. I take my toasting seriously. What, what setting? Like between the two and the three? Well, I like to watch it and pop it out every now and then to see if the brown's right. <laughs> so I have this perfectly toasted piece of wheat bread on my plate. Seems so, that seems so much, like so much work just to toast a single piece of bread. Well... I'm very meticulous, and it's a meditative experience for me. <laughs> and honestly, these days, I need some sort of tranquility and mindfulness. Okay. All right. Mindfulness through I toast. toast. I, I'm, I'm about, yeah, I toast to that. You should listen to <laughs> yeah. Sleepius. Yeah. I might do that. <laughs> uh, they don't let me listen to music at work, so oh. I'm going to have to do it at home when the, in the times between the torturings from Max Buckle. <laughs> So you're toasting your 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 bread. Right, that's where I was. All right, so I get my marmalade from the pantry. Uh-huh. I got to get a little stool because I put it on the top shelf. <laughs> Why? It's your favorite snack. Yeah, but I'm so I'm so concerned about just what's going to happen to it if someone with his gets his 11-year-old hands on it. Okay. So I go. I pull out a little butter knife to spread things around. Pop the lid off the marmalade. Then I start ladling it out onto the bread. Uh, Yummy, yummy. I haven't been paying attention. Take a bite, expecting my favorite orange marmalade. But instead, I'm given the distinct taste of Garnier Fructis shampoo. (laughs) 
<clears throat> Still orange flavored? No. <laughs> I'm not even close to orange. It's like papaya coconut or something. <laughs> okay. Which doesn't go well with toasted wheat bread. No. My favorite snack. <laughs> Man, how did he get in there? How did he sneak that in there? Like I that? don't know. The <laughs> did kid, you even see him? I did not see him. How do you know it was him? Because I know, I know Max Buckle's fingerprints are all over this. He's, he doesn't let me get a night's sleep. Oh. I hate that boy. And I'm going to go to the association and try to get him and his lousy mother Diane evicted. Well, so why do you think it is that Max is so fixated on you? I don't know. Really? I, 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 I... I'm a veteran of the United States invasion of Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> and I'm a hard I'm a hard working man who just tries to get by by working a shift six days a week at the butterscotch factory. <laughs> I think he just doesn't respect American values, that's all. Have you tried uh, bribing him perhaps? Maybe no, that's him an American some, value. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe giving him uh, something that make it worth his while to not uh, assault you when you're trying to nap on a Sunday. Well, I uh, the only gift I can think of giving this boy is a nice big knuckle sandwich. <laughs> you can't punch a child. I can't punch a child. Well, you, you can. But you shouldn't. I was actually dishonorably <laughs> discharged from the military after the United States invasion of Trinidad and Tobago for not doing enough war crimes because I refused <laughs> to punch a child. <laughs> Sounds like Alice's restaurant. I'm just so friggin' pissed off. I just want to take a nap. Well, uh, have you tried uh, enacting some sort of revenge against him at all? When that doesn't involve you physically assaulting him? Mm, no. No? Are you letting him outsmart you? I, he has an uncommon cunning. I, <laughs> I've tried to outfox him many times, but just like the overly sympathetic wily coyote i run into painted tunnels on sides of mountains so to speak <laughs> uh, oh brother uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry that you're experiencing this well yeah. i i i wish i could i i wish i could come up with a way to figure out some sort of truce, some sort of treaty with the with the eleven year old Max Buckle, but the fact of the matter is, I don't get enough sleep, so I'm never in my right mind. Do you ever think maybe getting a hotel room? Uh, no hotel a, room. Uh, like on a Sunday, you just like get a hotel room, you go sleep all day, and then feel well rested and come back the next day with a plan. He'll find you. Oh wow! Well, You're very confident. It seems about like that. the type, yeah. I have tried this actually. Oh. I uh, would sneak into the Ramada Inn with an alias, a name so much different from mine own. Um, it would always do Walter uh, Grousy. Yeah, that's, that's very right. close to your name. Well, it's different. It starts also with is a Lousy a uh, family name or like how does that work? Um, it is a. It's it's uh, we're my family's from Brussels. Okay. <laughs> So you'd, you'd use the name Walter Grousey. Yes. Because 
I like the the allure of being a mysterious stranger checking into a hotel where you turn on the the air conditioning just right and you and you turn on whatever's on television and then and then you you get to jack off. God. <laughs> what is this coming from? Well, I don't get to do it at home because my household's a Christian household, but the Ramada Inn, everything's everything's fair game. They, have a, they do have a Gideon's Bible in there. They have a Gideon. They do? In the, in the drawer, right? Oh, God, is the yeah. Bible watching me? It could be. Oh, well, I mean, no. as long as you keep it in the drawer, I think you're probably fine. Well, last time I went to the <laughs> Ramada Inn under this assumed name, I figured I was safe. So there I am, unbuckling my pants, getting ready to... Do what? And what... (laughs) (laughs) I hear a knock at my door. A rap tap tapping. And someone says room service. And now I don't particularly remember ordering room service. I'm not going to turn down a turkey dinner if there's one being put on a platter in front of me. It's quite the Ramada Inn, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I answer the door. Some sort of bellhop that looks out of a 1930s movie. You know, like, you ever see, uh, uh, what's the Coen Brothers movie with, uh... Barton Fink? Barton Fink. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. He looks like Steve Buscemi in Barton Fink. And he says, bon appetit, sir. And so I grab my fork and knife and I put a giant napkin into my collar and I'm about to eat whatever this delicious food that I may or may not have ordered. And then all of a sudden, I pull the, I pull the lid off of the food and there are my favorite slippers, barbecued and put... Mm, Garnier Fructis drizzled on top of it. <laughs> He got the slippers. There's nowhere that's safe from Max Buckle. What's with the Garnier Fructis? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. That is so tragic. Uh, Well, I hope you feel better. I hope maybe you should get a pair of headphones and a couple more locks on your doors. I've tried to do that. (laughs) Max Buckle is a master locksmith. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's basically James Caan in, in Thief. Watch a lot of movies. Huh? I watch a lot of movies <laughs> with my insomnia. What's your wife? What's your wife do all day? <clears throat> mm, well, she works from the comfort of her own home, making twenty thousand dollars a month. Wow. wow! Yeah, she trolls. Uh, she trolls the Twitterverse to find out people that say you should make a, a shirt out of this, and then she <laughs> makes a shirt out of it, and she makes a hefty sum. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> it's a good gig. Yeah, that's a good gig. It's niche. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Uh, Asclepius, do you guys have any questions for our friend Walter Lousy here? Have you tried talking to the child? Yeah. Talking to an 11 year old boy? (laughs) Maybe he just wants a friend. Max Buckle is not what you would call a human being you want to relate to. It's like it's like why why would you want to shake hands when you look in the devil in the eye? <laughs> he does sound like a sociopath. Yeah, he's yeah, a I, master I... of sociopathy. <laughs> well, so so sorry for all that you're going through, Walter. Uh, I hope that you're able to to sort this out soon. I just want to take a nap, Michael. <laughs> That's all. I'm sure you'll get there eventually. Mm. Maybe when he turns twelve, he'll he'll grow up a little. One can hope. One yes. can, hope. can only hope. So uh, next up, we have uh, you know, there's a lot of bad going on in the world today. 
there's a lot of thoughts around what may end the world. What could be the end? What could be the worst thing? Uh, and so we have put together a uh, public service announcement of what happens if the end of the world were caused by your underwear. I can't find a pair of decent underwear. That's the tenth time this week, Jackie. This is getting a bit too serious. Uh, Give me a break, Larry. I'm doing the best I can over here. The best you can? Your underwear disappears left and right. Underwear has a mind of its own. I just can't seem to keep track of all my pairs. Keep some backups. Oh, because money grows on trees. Nobody has the time, energy, or money to be slinging underwear left and right, Larry. I will gladly donate to your underwear fund, Jackie. I don't want your money. I just want your support. Who could that even be? Oh, hey, Tom. You okay? Larry, turn on channel four. Now. Some say it's the scariest case of thievery they've seen in decades. Others say it's a vendetta against the man. However, more are saying they haven't felt these types of breezes since Woodstock of 76. Nevertheless, the underwear crisis of 19 is anything but breezy, if you aren't counting all of the dongs in the wind. Currently, over 20,000 residents in the metro area are completely going commando and without choice. Their underwear? Gone without a trace. Where did the underwear go? Who is in possession of all these undergarments? And where on earth are they storing it? More 11. It's all over town, you guys. Everyone is getting crocodile skin because of the heat mixing with skin-on-skin contact. It's a nightmare. How do we stop it? You can't. What? What? You can't. There's, there's no stopping it. No one is taking the underwear. The underwear is taking back the night. Jackie, that's, that's crazy. Is it? Think about it. Who wants a dirty ass in their face? Who wants a dong up the nose? Who wants a vagine around their ear? No one. Not even underwear, undergarments, pantaloons. Nobody. Oh my god. A world without underwear? Or a world ran by underwear. Tom? Tom? Dude, what happened to Tom? Boxers, briefs, whitey tighties. Oh my! Oh my gosh, Jackie. It's a. It's a herd of them. Boxers of every color. Briefs with the flaps of flapping. Whitey tighties sting galore. This is how we go. This is how we go, Larry.
That's what happens. That's what's what, that's what that could happen. It could be the future. Uh, all right, guys, we are almost to the end of our show, but before we wrap up, we have a fun little game we're gonna play. A little little little, little toast to love. Ding uh, ding. This game is called "What That God Got Going On." Woo! Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. Da, 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 da. You guys are wearing headphones, so you can't hear that's happening. Well, I can kind of, but it's beautiful. I like it. Yeah. You should release that. I will. Wow, really? Thank you. I will. I wrote that song myself, so. Badass. Instant classic. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right. So basically, let's talk about this game real quick. Uh, so in this game, well, I'm all over the place. Uh, so I will give you the name of a god and multiple choices, and you will tell me uh, which of those choices is what that god is uh, the god of. It's what it do? Greek mythology. All right, and you guys will each be have a round. Um, okay. and, and if you lose, you're out. You're freaking out. You, you're you're eliminated. It's going to be a quick one for me. It's been a while since I read Aesop's Fables, but let's see what's up. All right. Aesop Rocky. <laughs> let's start with this side of the table. Uh, all right. Matt. Oh, jeez. Your uh, god's name uh, is Aether. Is Aether the god of elixirs? The god of light and the upper atmosphere? The god of sleep? Or the god of real good back massages. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with B, I think. B. You say Aether is the god of light and the upper atmosphere? Sure. Oh, the suspense! Bump just tell me about Play the sound. There it is. Yes, you were correct. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. you said you <laughs> said B. Up. Thank you so much. You said B, right? <laughs> yeah, I said B. That's where it the was word. So long ago. Dang. That's where the word ether derives from. That's what I was kind of thinking, right? You know? you know? Yeah. Wow. That is you where know? the word ether comes from. I'm really surprised myself here today. Uh, yes, uh, Aether is the prim- a primordial deity uh, and is the personification of the upper sky and embodies the upper air that gods breathe. Fun fact, he was siblings with the goddess of day, Himera, who was also his wife. Sexy. Nice. So Those nice. were the days, you know, when, before PC culture when you could just have sex with your sister. Winces. Oh. Oh. In, yeah. What? In what I see? culture, yeah. <laughs> In the heavens. <laughs> In before PC culture. <laughs> That, that, uh, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think I struck a nerve. <laughs> no, no. I'm good. Before right. the personal computer. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a different kind of common era. Yeah. All right. So you're still in the game, Matt. Cool. Uh, next up, Dave. The god you will be deliberating over is Hephaestus. I don't Ooh. know if I'm saying it right. Uh, he is the. Is he a the god of fire, metalworking, and crafts? B, the god of boundaries, travel, and luggage. C, the god of mountains, islands, and sand. Or D, the god of Hephaestus. Uh, I'm going to go with A. A, Hephaestus is the god of fire, metalworking, and crafts. Hmm. Let's see here. Let's see here. That is correct. That was a weird, that was not the right, right answer sound. Here's the right answer sound. 
Yeah, you're absolutely Bingo. correct. Hephaestus Yassi. is the god of fire, metalworking, and crafts. Uh, he is the Greek god of blacksmiths, metalworking, carpenters, craftsmen, artisans, sculptors, metallurgy, fire, and volcanoes. He also plays a role in the 2010 video game God of War 2, and he is voiced by the late Rip Torn. Oh, nice. Rip Torn. Yeah. Sounds like Dave, actually. Yeah. Rip Torn? No. Just the, the, the god? God yeah. of fire and volcanoes and metal metallurgy. Yep. All right. You're a rusty weirdo. <laughs> Follow it on Instagram. Oh, Tin. Yeah. Tin. Your god that you'll be delivering over is Hestia. Okay. Is Hestia A, the goddess of earth, vegetation, and fertility? B, the goddess of night, darkness, and sleep? C, the goddess of hearth, home, and chastity? Or D, the goddess of loaves and peppermint schnapps? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with C. The goddess of hearth, home, and chastity? Yeah. Oh, no, I went full screen. <laughs> you never go full screen. We're a well-oiled machine here on the Michael DeVry Variety Hour, and you are correct. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Hestia is the goddess of the virgin goddess of hearth and family, home, and the state. Uh, Hesia never left Mount Olympus and doesn't have many myths about her. Her only manifestation among humans was the crackling of the fire, Aristotle saying it's the sound of the goddess laughing. Hooray! Hey! That's so So cute. far, Asclepius knows their Greek mythology. Let's see if Walter does. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do a lousy job here, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> a All right. grousy job. Walter. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. A grousy job. I don't want to piss off the goddess of sleep if that's... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so your god, uh, Walter, is Eros. Is Eros the god of love and attraction? B, the god of retribution? C, the god of silence and shadows? Or D, the god of getting a spanking from your peepaw for getting a C- minus on your dang math quiz? But it was a pop quiz, pa. I swear I would have studied. Please, pa, can you ever forgive me? I hate to disappoint my sweet peepaw, you see. You, you can? Oh, joy is me. Let's consume ice cream together and talk of forgiveness and maybe our future as a family. Yes, I'm heavy with child, you see. <laughs> no, I gotta say... I, uh, I forgot a lot of the choices because I was looking out for what I thought was the right answer, and it was the god of tasty licks and walk this way in sweet emotion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, that last, I, well, that last one sounded good. Yeah. The last uh, run-on sentence. Uh. Now you see, think it's D, the god of getting a spanking from your peepaw for getting a C- minus on your dang math quiz? But it was a pop quiz, Pa. I swear I would have studied. Please, Pa, can you ever forgive me? I hate to disappoint my sweet peepaw. You see? You can? Oh, joy is me. Let's consume ice cream together and talk of forgiveness and maybe our future as a family. Yes, I'm happy with child, you see. I'm going with D. <laughs> you're going with D. I really hope you're right. Seems oddly specific. It has to be. It has exactly. to be right. I'm sorry. Actually, it's wrong. Unbelievable. The correct answer was actually A, the god of love and attraction. You see, Eros is the Greek god of love and sex. Uh, she's the Roman equivalent. He is the Roman equivalent of Cupid. Uh, and he has, who has a little holiday coming up this weekend. Well, that does make sense because Aerosmith is all about love and sex. <laughs> that Steven Tyler's the horniest man on earth. That's true. Uh, he, there was also <laughs> drunk. there was also a Greek novel written about Eros called The Golden Ass. Hell yeah. 
What up? Okay. Hell yeah. All right. So we have uh, one final round, and all of Asclepius uh, can play as a group. Uh, and the winner, uh, what's what's the winning prize? The winner gets to sleep on uh, on Walter's hammock. That golden ass. Oh. <laughs> My prized oaks. Yeah. Uh, so, or you get the golden ass. Whatever one. Um, all right. So you guys just have to agree on the answer. Um, all right. <clears throat> So who is the Greek goddess? And this is a little off. I'm going to give you the name of what the, uh, give you what the god is, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to tell me which of these answers is the god. Okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> who is the goddess of cleanliness and good health? Is it A. Hygieia, B. Thalia, C. Momus, or D. Metamucil? Uh, <laughs> guys, let's huddle. Okay. I don't okay. know. Metamucil sounds. Might be the right one, you know. Fiber. Um, it's hygiene. Yeah, it's and actually hygiene mm-hmm. is the sibling of Asclepius. They're both mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the son and daughter of Apollo. Right now? Yeah. Rockets. Sweet. The answer you're you're going with A Hygieia. Yes. Yep. Bum 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 bum. That is correct. I used a different good good thing that what time. Up? Uh, awesome. Uh, so, yes, Hygieia is the goddess of personification of health, cleanliness, and hygiene. She's the young goddess daughter and chief attendant of Asclepius, or at least that's oh, what okay. I read. Uh, she was commonly seen with a big old snake, uh, which is how we got the symbol for medicine along with the rod of Asclepius. Yes. The rod of the thing. Yep. You guys know your Greek mythology. You, I, I bumped my microphone. Um, yes, congratulations. You guys win a free trip to uh, Walter's hammock, and he will try He's his best to oaks. keep Max at bay. Right, right, right Walter? Well, it's a, it's a losing battle, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Where can people find more from you guys? Uh, we have uh, an Instagram. It's Asclepius Arts. Mm-hmm. So it's you spell it A-S-K-L-E-P. I-U-S underscore arts. We also have a Facebook. We have a, a website. We have a real website. Called yeah. AsclepiusArts.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Bandcamp. We're on SoundCloud. I think our stuff's on like Apple Music and iTunes, too. Oh, yeah. We might be on Google. I mean, if it's on Spotify, <clears throat> it might yeah. as well be, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the thing, too, is, yeah, it's like when you spell it, though, we sp- there's two different ways to spell Asclepius, and we kind of fuse the two. So just spell it A-S-K-L-E-P-I-U-S, mm-hmm. and you should be good to go. You should find us, oh, all, yeah. of our, all of our shit. Yeah, and it's in the title of this episode, guys, so if you can't remember it, just freaking open your phone up. If you're a visual <laughs> person. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Walter, anything you would like to plug? I'd like to plug Mama Zippy's Orange Marmalade. <laughs> it is one of the most delightful snacks I have ever had, and it is a it is a compliment to anything you decide to spread it on, as long as it's not switched out for Garnier Fructis by an 11-year-old terror. Do you have a preferred bread? Wheat. <laughs> like a brand. Brand. Wheat brand bread. <laughs> well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. What is this last song that you guys will be showing us called? Ascension. Ascension. And uh, let's talk about this one a little bit. What's uh, what's the vibe? What are we going for here? Oh, Actually, I feel like this song originally, Matt and I were working on it maybe like a little bit before Dave joined the band. And I, I have recordings of us playing it in Matt's basement when he was living on the east side of the city. And we used to play it like really slow. And I feel like when Dave got into the band, it just 
kicked yeah. up. Flipped it's up. pretty fast now. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. I feel like the it's like it's like almost like a two part song. There's like or a three part song. You know, it's like the beginning, the middle, the end, and like the first part's kind of like this upbeat, jazzy. It almost like the drum beat that Matt's playing is almost like this breakbeat kind of like electronic kind of thing, and it's just driving. And then it has this middle section that's kind of just a, a groove. You can just really link into it, and the end is where the ascension really happens. It's just. Yeah, the time signature flips over. So this is actually the example uh, that I mentioned earlier about like having to like struggle through growing, um, and uh, you know basically, like I joined the band and we had, I don't know, like maybe a month or two, if that, before we played the first show with me, and like um, I still hadn't quite gotten it. And then we were just standing on stage at the New Dodge and like. I just kind of had to like fit a bass part in the first part of it. And I think that that's where the accelerating like driving thing kind of came from. But then, um, you know, just flipping over to the other time signature uh, at the end, you know, I mean, like it's that, I mean, Ascension, right? You, it, it, I don't know. It just, it separates, you know, it's, it's that next stage, if you will. But very nice. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, baby. Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so we will be back next week with Banjo Electric. Uh, here is Asclepius with Ascension. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Thank you.
Mike of the Brave Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>